guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we're concluding this crazy week of the book of Judges with probably the most well-known story in the book of Judges with this guy right here. Hello, Samson, right? You see him just jacked with his long hair. So let me give you a little bit of background on Samson and why his story, I believe, is it's tragic, but it's also very instructive for you and I. So you start in Judges chapter 13, where you have in verse 2, there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and bare not. And we've seen this story so many times. Angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Again, we've seen that many times. Now, therefore, beware, I pray pray thee, drink not wine nor strong drink, and not any unclean thing, let's keep this baby healthy, for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines, as we've got our judge by the name of Samson, right? So uh, when it talks about the Nazarite, you got what's called the law of the Nazarite, which originates back in Numbers chapter 6, where the three main things of this, don't cut your hair, do not have wine or strong drink, and do not hang around dead bodies. It's kind of a bizarre thing, but that is a covenant. Now, this is a covenant that's made as a Nazarite. So Samson is a covenant keeper in the sense that the reason you see him with long hair is he's keeping that covenant. Now, here's where things go downhill because as Samson is trying to keep his covenant, he is also quite the uh, impulsive behavior. I guess we can call it that right there. This is another reason why the book of Judges would be R-rated if we were to put it into a movie. So verse 1, Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now the Philistines are not covenant-keeping Israel. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman of Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Therefore, go get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother, reminding you again, we just read about how his father and mother were covenant-keeping people. They said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines, uh, circumcision being a sign of the covenant of Israel? Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. And so here's where you see Samson and his impulsive type of behavior keep that covenant. He's like, yeah, but that girl, I really like her. Go get her for me. And you start seeing things spiral downhill over the next couple chapters. You get into chapter 16, which is a very tragic, like I said, yet instructive story. Well, you got Samson, verse one, Samson in Gaza. And there he saw a harlot, went in unto her. This guy's life is starting to fall apart here. Um, verse four, it came to pass afterward. He loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was, hey there, Delilah, right? So you've got Delilah here. This is where you've got the story of Samson and Delilah. And it says, the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, entice him, see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may may prevail against him, that we may bind him 
to afflict him, and we'll give thee every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. So she's getting a pretty hefty bribe here. So you've got this interchange between Samson and Delilah over the next few verses, which is kind of weird. Verse 6, Delilah said unto Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And over the next few verses, he says to her, it's like, look, why don't you bind me with these really thin cords and uh, of this kind of tree, and then you'll be able to overtake me. And she's like, ha, got it. And she does that. And he's like, ah, just, just fooling with you. And she says, you've mocked me. Let's try this again. He's like, oh, sorry. I meant to get like really strong cords. Do that instead. And she does that. Boom. And he does it again. So he's just messing with her over the next few verses until you get verse 16, where it says, she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. So every day she's like, tell me how you get your strength. And all of a sudden, verse 17, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God. That's a great statement. From my mother's womb, if I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Now, let me back out for a second right here. I gotta tell you, the strength did not come because Samson's follicles of his hair was just so, that's, it has nothing to do with that. It does have everything to do with him keeping a covenant with God as a Nazarite. And he's like, that's where the strength comes from. The strength doesn't come from the hair. The strength comes from the covenant. The protection comes from that covenant. So what happens? Verse 18, when Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has shown me all his heart. Lords of the Philistines came up unto her, brought money. She made him sleep upon her knees. She called for a man. She caused him to shave off all of the seven locks of his head. I don't know if he just had this in seven cool dreads or whatever. She began to afflict him and his strength went from him. Now, the next verse is interesting. The end of the verse, it says, he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. And sadly, here's where it goes downhill again. The Philistines took him and put out his eyes and they're going to destroy him. So what do they do? They set him between two pillars. And then at that point, Samson in verse 28 calls upon the Lord, which I think this is interesting. O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. So what does he do? He takes the pillars and he pulls them down, kills all of them, including himself. So this story is not just about making sure who you associate with is very important. Again, we want to make sure we find Jesus in this story. Where was Jesus today? Jesus is in the power of the covenants. And as I'm thinking about this, I started looking at last conference where it seemed like every single talk I was hearing something about covenants. I went back and searched in the gospel library. Uh, the word covenant in last conference is only 185 times. And I may have been off a little bit on that. It may have been more. One of the talks where it was the most prevalent, it was in Sister Jean B. Bingham's talk, which is in the women's session. And it's a wonderful talk called Covenants with God's Strength and Protection and prepare us for eternal glory. Little clip right here I want to show you from Sister Bingham that I think exemplifies the story of Samson. In preparation for my first trip to the temple, my mother and experienced Relief Society sisters helped me select the items I would need, including beautiful ceremonial clothing. But the most important preparation came even before knowing what to wear. After interviewing me to determine if I was worthy, my bishop explained the covenants I would make. 
His careful explanation gave me the chance to think about and be prepared to make those covenants. When the day came, I participated with a feeling of gratitude and peace. Even though I did not understand the full significance of the covenants I made, I did know that I was bound to God through those covenants and was promised blessings I could scarcely comprehend if I kept them. Since that first experience, I have been continually assured that keeping the covenants we make with God allows us to draw upon the Savior's power, which strengthens us in our inevitable trials, provides protection from the adversary's influence, and prepares us for eternal glory. Life's experiences can range from humorous to heart-wrenching, from grim to glorious. Each experience helps us understand more about our Father's encompassing love and our capacity to change through the Savior's gift of grace. Keeping our covenants allows the Savior's power to cleanse us as we learn through experience, whether it is a minor misjudgment or a major failing. Our Redeemer is there to catch us when we fall if we turn to Him. Well, I love that. I love the power of the covenants, which is interesting because when you look at the overarching theme of the book of Judges, again, it's that man is doing everything forgetting God and just doing things on his own. Like I said to you before, two men can accomplish anything as long as one of them is God. When you take that away, you are left to yourself. Um, Gideon couldn't go in to the Midianites by himself. Barak couldn't go in without Deborah. Samson made his covenants with God. And so you can see here this whole idea. I really think the book of Judges, when you're really looking at it in a global perspective, it's about the importance of keeping covenants with God and staying close to him in a crazy, wicked world that we live in. Because I think Judges kind of shows how the world was then. And sadly, it's not much different than it is today. So we trust in God. We yoke ourselves to him through covenants and stay close to that covenant path. Now is not the time to jump ship away from covenants. It is to bind yourselves to him through those covenants. And I'm grateful for those covenants, and I know they are there to protect us in these difficult times. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.